The Prospects Challenge in Buffalo has wrapped up, and on today's podcast, I'm talking about which players stood out, who may have a chance of cracking the opening night roster, and who's standing in the way of some of these young guys grabbing a spot. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day and you can do so by going to your favorite podcast app, going to YouTube, hitting that subscribe button, and downloading each and every episode so that you never miss a thing here on Locked On Boston Bruins. Free every single day because we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network and our promise is your favorite team every day. If you want to follow along on social media, you can do so at Locked NHL Bruins and you can find me. My dad jokes, hockey thoughts, at Ian C. McLaren. It's a very exciting week because, can you smell it? Can you feel it? Training camp right around the corner. It's the start of fall. It's getting cool out there. The leaves are changing color. And you can hear the pucks hitting the boards, hitting the glass, skates on the ice as practices and training camp set to begin tomorrow and the Bruins will be in action Sunday night against the New York Rangers exhibition season kicking off the first of six preseason games before the Bruins take to the ice against the Chicago Blackhawks three weeks from tomorrow. Now, before we get into that, it was the prospect challenge that took place over the weekend in Buffalo and There was a lot of talk going into it in terms of who we were most excited to watch. Fabian Lysel, Mason Lorai, Georgie Merkulov, uh, John Farinacci, perhaps even Matt Poitra, Brett Harrison, Luke Toporowski. And a lot of these guys will now go to the main training camp to uh, see what they are made out of against Real competition. No disrespect to prospects around the NHL, but when you're watching these games, it's important to keep it in perspective. Like we saw Connor Bedard go off in his first prospect game, a hat trick. He's playing against fellow prospects. He's going to dominate. Obviously, he will as well against real competition in the NHL, but it's, you know, all relative to who you are playing. Now, in terms of who stood out, For me, at this tournament, three games that were played against Penguins prospects, Canadians prospects, um, and New Jersey Devils prospects, there were a couple guys. First, Matt Poitra played very well in the first two games. He did not appear in the third game, giving some other guys opportunities to step up. He really looked pretty good. and looked as though he's ready to dominate at the OHL level, which 
is what he is going to do this season. I believe he will be back here in Guelph playing for the Storm, challenging for the OHL lead in points. There were two guys specifically who really stood out to me, and they were Brett Harrison and Luke Toporowski. Uh, Harrison on the weekend, three goals in two games. A great sight for fans since he played only one game in the AHL last season. And he's most likely going to be given a a pretty prominent role on the AHL team this season. He averaged over 60 points over his last two seasons up here in the OHL. And he had that one AHL game under his belt. Keep in mind, as I've been saying, a lot of people are high on Poitra, believing he could surprise that camp and maybe push them to make some tough decisions about where he'll play. Harrison has more OHL experience. He is a year older. He's played one game in the AHL, but he is probably closer to being a pro than Poitra, and a lot of that is due to the NHL-OHL agreement, which will keep him in junior this season. Very strong possibility that he's good enough to play for the Providence Bruins this season, but he can't because of that agreement. Now, the other guy that really jumped off the screen for me was Luke Toporowski. He had a couple goals. Uh, He had 15 goals last season in the AHL, and there was some real chemistry between him Georgie Merkulov, and Fabian Lysel. Uh, Toporowski, really under, nah, I wouldn't even say underrated. We all know that he can uh, shoot the puck with some really high-end skill. Uh, you know, there's some questions about other parts of his game, but 22 years old. 15 goals in 47 games in Providence last season after scoring 20 goals in 22 uh, games for Kamloops and 15 goals in 27 games for Spokane in his final junior season. Uh, He can put the puck in the net. Again, not a guy that I would expect to be with Boston for an extended period of time this season, but he is a guy who could very well uh, be called up in the event of injury, or if the offense is really struggling in an attempt to give it a boost. Now, we're going to talk here coming up after the break about the situation with respect to the big club, what spots are actually open, and predict here who we think will be playing where, whether it be at the NHL level, AHL, or OHL, But it was Toporowski and Harrison who really stood out for me over the weekend. And um, I'm excited to see what they are able to do coming up playing um, likely for the AHL. Uh, I should mention Brett Harrison. Again, he scored a couple goals on the weekend. He scored his third goal of the tournament as the Bruins fell to New Jersey 4-2 on Monday. Um, Back-to-back losses to close out the tournament. But 
Ryan Mugano, head coach of the Providence Bruins, thought that Harrison's offensive game was a highlight of the challenge. He said, quote, you saw the offensive side of Harrison. Got a great gift. He's a hockey rat. His intellect is really off the charts for how he thinks about the offensive game. He showed that he can put the puck in the net. Uh, he and Toporowski will be features on the AHLT in this season. And coming up after the break, we'll discuss a few other guys and where they may slot in and really what's keeping them from jumping up to the NHL roster. All right, Locked On Boston Bruins listeners, you can jump into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a $200 bonus bet guaranteed when you put down just a $5 bet. So that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, when you place at least a $5 bet. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's really no better time to get in on the action. Their app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options available, like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. All you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, kick off the NFL season with that $200 in bonus bets when you make a $5 bet. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day, free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as YouTube. Please smash that subscribe button so that you do not miss a thing. Coming up on Wednesday's episode, we are going to do a full training camp preview, what you need to keep an eye on, who you need to look out for, what's at stake for the Boston Bruins, as well as what preseason games are on tap. One of the big storylines will be whether or not some of these younger guys can graduate from the AHL, from junior, and grab a spot on the big team. And realistically, it's going to be pretty difficult in order to do so. Why do I say that? Well, at the moment, the Bruins have 12 forwards signed up front to NHL contracts with 429000 in available cap space. So in order to add someone, they'd have to reassign somebody to the AHL. Likely candidates would be Patrick Brown, Jesper Boakvist, or AJ Greer, all of whom would have to pass through waivers in order to be sent down. Same with, uh, say, Ian Mitchell or Jakobs Borrell off the back end. Right now they have eight defensemen signed. It's 12, 8, and 2 at the moment. On top of that, they also have Alex Chason and Danton Heinen at training camp on professional tryouts. No guaranteed contract for this coming season, but they're here with the view to securing a job for the upcoming season. So if you look at the forward situation, the top six pretty much set with Brad Marchand playing with Charlie Coyle and Jake DeBrusque. You will have 
Pavel Zaka playing with David Pasternak, likely uh, James Van Riemsdyk on the left side. On the third line, some combination of Trent Frederick, Morgan Geeky, and who knows, with Milan Lucic, Jesper Bokvist, AJ Greer, um, also in the mix. Did I mention Patrick Brown? I can't remember. Anyways, top nine, pretty much set. I wouldn't mind seeing a Frederick Geeky Bokefist line, perhaps, or Frederick Geeky Lucic at times, maybe Adrian Greer. The other guy who I expect to really be in the running for a spot is Jacob Lauko, who will look to build off a strong season last year. He was in the playoffs for the Boston Bruins. He'll be a guy who I think you can pencil in. So if you look at a top nine of, and this isn't necessarily the depth chart, I don't think Lucic will necessarily be an everyday fixture, but you have Pasternak, Marshawn Coyle, Zaka DeBrusque, Frederick, Geeky, Lucic, Van Riemsdyk, all set in stone as regular contributors. Bokvist, Greer, Brown kind of on the bubble uh, with Heinen, Shason, and Lauko likely first in line to take spots. So that's 15 guys right there battling it out for, say, 12 or 13 spots. And that is before you consider some of these prospects like John Beecher, Georgie Merkulov, John Firenacci, Toporowski and Harrison, who we mentioned. Lysel, who's perhaps the highly or highest touted of them all. Oscar Steen deserves a look. Mark McLaughlin. There's a pretty big logjam there. And it was complicated because of the fact that they have brought in Shason and Heinen on those PTOs. If they didn't have those guys in, and again, there's no guarantee that they will make the team. So you could still have the Bruins cut one of them or both loose in favor of some of these young guys. I think, and we'll talk about this coming up in the third part of today's show, but I would be shocked if Danton Heinen does not grab a spot on the team uh, and will be in the opening night roster. I am fairly confident that's going to happen. Shason, I'm less convinced of, but the Bruins lost a ton of offense last year. He is an established veteran scorer, especially on the power play. And it's very possible that both those guys will get the kind of money that they are giving to Greer or Boakvist or Patrick Brown, somewhere between 762.5 or 800,000. Run those guys through waivers. Possible you lose some some of them prior to the start of the season, but you want to have the best possible club going. So when it comes to a bunch of these guys, I th- I think that the AHL is probably where they're going to start. Beecher, Merkulov, Farinacci, Toporowski, 
Lysel, Harrison, probably Steen, McLaughlin as well, all will be in the AHL to start this season. Most of those guys are waiver exempt except for Steen and Lauko. Currently, they are on minor league deals, so they uh, are already listed as being on Providence. But Mitchell, Ian Mitchell on the blue line, Patrick Brown, Jesper Bokvist, AJ Greer would have to be waived to begin the season to make room for Shason, Heinen, Lauko, not just roster size-wise, but also cap-wise. Mason, or sorry, um, Fabian Lysel, I expect to be taking steps on the AHL side of things this season. I don't think he's ready for the NHL. Matt Poitra will almost assuredly be back here in Guelph unless he just completely pops off at training camp and they decide to give him uh, the nine-game look before sending him back or if there's some injuries or whatnot. On the blue line, uh, Lori, I don't expect any of these guys to really challenge for a spot at the NHL level because they already have eight guys up there, including Mitchell Shattenkirk, unless they make a trade or decide to put a guy like Derek Forbort on waivers. So all these prospects were fun to watch this past weekend. It'll be interesting to see how they perform, but unless somebody really knocks Jim Montgomery and Don Sweeney's socks off, then more than likely that they will be back in the AHL to begin the season. Certainly some call-up potential due to injuries or whatnot coming in. But uh, Heinen, Shason, Lauko certainly cloud the situation. And uh, guys like Greer, Bulkvist, and Brown are really going to have to fight for their spots. And we're going to talk about Danton Heinen specifically uh, coming up here after the break. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected, like a storm. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Do not get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com using promo code LOCKEDON. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day. And to end today's podcast, we're going to touch on a couple news and notes from pre-training camp practices. First, Danton Heinen. Spent parts of four seasons with the Bruins to start his NHL career. Traded to the Anaheim Ducks in 2020 as part of a trade that brought Andre Kasha and Nick Ritchie to the Bruins. Three years later, he's back on a professional tryout and 
looking to don the centennial spoke to be uh, on Monday. He said, you never know how life works. He's excited to be in Boston and excited for the opportunity. He spent the last two seasons post Anaheim with the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, 26 goals and 55 points in 141 games, including a career high 18 goals in 21, 22. Now what may no, what will help him in Bruins training camp is that his game is a little bit more responsible. He says then when he first played in Boston, he tries to work on things every year, small steps every day, tried to improve every area of his game. He's a little bigger than he was last time. And he has made little steps in most areas of the trade that sent him out. He said, it's just business. It did catch him off guard, but it's the nature of the beast. He loved his time in Boston. It is what it is. No hard feelings. And he's happy to be back. Um, he had a career high 47 points in 77 games in 2017-18. He was a huge part of the third line during the run to the Stanley Cup final in 2019, along with Charlie Coyle and Mojo, who was acquired at the trade deadline. Um, He said Coyle texted him right away. Brandon Carlo, Matt Grizzlick reached out to him when they heard the news that he was uh, coming into camp. He's talked to general manager Don Sweeney, and the message is come in, compete, win your battles, and go from there. He knows they're fair. And it's his job to try to be part of the group. And again, I really do think that he is going to be on the opening night roster for the Boston Bruins. Now, along uh, the line of changes, the Bruins did announce some staffing announcements on uh, Monday, highlighted by John McClain being named a... Uh, assistant coach. He's entering his second season with the Bruins after spending last year as a skills and skating consultant. He's the owner of Dynamic Skating, which was founded in 2010. Uh, And in 2022, he was appointed as head coach of the Austin Prep Varsity Boys hockey team. He served as head coach of the Malden Catholic Boys varsity team. And he also played four seasons for Boston College. I think he'll have a kind of bird's eye view of things, not directly on the bench, but really helping from up high. Uh, another notable hire was Milan Jurcina. He is brought on as a European scout. He was selected in the eighth round in 20, 2001, 241st overall. So he has a good idea of how important it is to scout over in Europe. You can find some diamonds in the rough, and uh, it's cool to see him in that role. He played four seasons from 2019 to this past season with HC Sparta in Prague. Um, So yeah, very cool to see that come about. The final bit, well, we'll talk about this more tomorrow, but these exhibition games coming up. The first one, Sunday, September 24th against the New York Rangers, 5 p.m., and that will be on Nesson Plus. And on tomorrow's episode, we will talk more about the preseason schedule and what you can expect coming up at training camp. 
That's it, everybody. I hope you're having a great week so far. Happy Tuesday. Please do take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you again here on a fresh episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.